Hit a pen, I pour up heavy In the layout, on a Eddie I got three hoes, run the valley all right, what's going on, guys? So today's a different type of video or different type of podcast, I should say. So uh, for those of you who don't know, my name is Dan Sarmiento. Uh, I host the Enjoy the Show podcast. I've interviewed guys like uh, Luis Gonzalez, MJ Melendez, Lance McCullers, Eric Sing, Sim, the King of Juco, guys like that, guys in the baseball world. But um, for those who don't really know, I kind of have a unique story. I'm 20 years old, and I was going to go play baseball in college. But, you know, the content started taking off a little bit, so I feel, I feel like I should kind of time stamp this this time in my life even if it's just for me to like look back at this podcast or from some some of you guys who just don't know who i am just to kind of you know get an idea of who i am what i'm building and want to if you guys want to be a part of that and how you could be a part of that uh so this is like kind of in connection to a video i just posted on youtube called the most important dm of my life so this has to that has to do with um espn reaching out to me and me being a part of their creator class and how that whole thing went about and the whole video is like a 10 minute long video just kind of like fast paced showing you guys like hey this is my story so i am um, and this is how ESPN reached out to me and this is what I'm trying to build. So I figured I'd do the audio form too, but I do recommend you guys go check that one out if you're interested. It's more obviously more visual and there's music and stuff, but I wanted to just put something in the audio feed just for guys who are interested in, in, in my story or see me on Instagram. Um, and yeah, like I said, if, if this could inspire even one person, that'd be great or just inform one person, but it's, all, it's obviously like a little bit just for me, like selfishly, I want to kind of look back on my life maybe at this time. So today is November 16th, 2022. Uh, I'm 20 years old. I just turned 20, uh, September 17th. Um, so, and I'm living out here in, in California. If you guys hear some background music or background noise, I'm in a gym called EM speed and power. So we have a whole studio set up and, um, I'll get into why I say we, because I got a couple of buddies on my team too. So I have a whole, I'm staring at a wall right now, foam, a foam wall, you know, for those soundproof things. Uh, I'm talking into a microphone, uh, with a gym right outside. So it's like an Academy for, for kids who play at school here. Um, so they play, they play for the school, but they also go to school here. It's one of those cool like IMG type things. It's smaller, but I'm in Rancho Cucamonga, California, which you guys are, you know, who are familiar or who aren't familiar. It's like an hour, a little more than an hour west or sorry, east of uh, LA, like downtown LA, probably like an hour east of LA. And I live in Pomona, which is like 25 minutes west of Rancho. So a little bit closer to LA. Um, and my kind of story is, so I guess last year uh, I was at a school called Bridgeton Academy in Maine. It's a, it's a post-grad school. So I was playing baseball. I'm a pitcher. I'm a lefty. Um, and I was trying to get recruited. So my high school experience was weird with COVID and everything. I graduated in, in, um, in 2021 from high school, uh, from Exeter High School in New Hampshire. And, um, you know, recruiting was weird because I, I tore my rotator cuff when I was 16 and I was a little more highly touted then. I was throwing like 84 to 86 and eh, maybe not that high. I was probably up to 86, 82 to 84. I sat, but as a lefty, that got me some looks. I was a little on the taller end then. I was like six foot 16. So, you know, there was, it was projectable, you know, so, and obviously lefty, like I said, and I had a good curveball. So I was getting some looks talking to some schools like Stetson, um, Fairfield, uh, UConn, sort of like up in my area or schools that had like a connection to a coach in my area. So Stetson, uh, coach Trimper, who was down at Stetson, had a connection with my, my pitching coach or something like that. So it was just like through connections, like, Hey, I got this kid up to 86. Why don't you reach out to him? Or why don't you look at some video, whatever. It was kind of one of those things, but I was getting some cool interest, which was, which was great. Um, and then I tore my rotator cuff and I kind of had to reset. And then a year later to the date, I was not throwing any harder. I was throwing a little slower, only up to 84. I was on a really fucking good travel team. Like our, I was NEB, NEB national. I played for, but then NEB Rays, Northeast baseball. It's like the best team in new England. And I was definitely the worst pitcher on that team, but I was good. I was like our best. I was one of our best pitchers the year before, just like stats wise. And they, so they let me on the bigger, the better team. And you know, my injury, I just, man, I wasn't that good. Um, I had okay stats threw 
strikes up to 84 as a lefty, but I was 17. Now dudes around, I've got, we got like 12 D one guys, eight of which were power five. So, you know, I'm trying to crack just to get a couple innings at a tournament in Georgia. Um, and it was great to be around those guys, but it kind of showed me like, oh man, I got to step it up. And it wasn't for lack of effort. Like I, I worked my ass off, man. Like I'm one of those kids who would be like, like this sounds stupid to say, but I was like 1am doing mobility in the hotel lobby in, in Georgia, like just trying to do something to feel like I'm always trying to get better. And I just kind of, I had this, this drive and determination, but I never really, I, I had direction, but sometimes I just would use that motivation to be like, I'm just going to go, go, go. And, uh, maybe not always doing the exact right things for, you know, Maybe it was ego. Maybe it was this, that, whatever. But speaking of ego, I was a big D1 or bus guy. I wanted D1, D1. Like I was, you know, all in with, with this kind of like, I want to go to, I was looking at like Southeast, maybe like a Davidson, maybe higher academic, like Davidson, Georgetown, Villanova. My dad, my dad really pushed for high academics. So that was kind of where my recruiting was. My grades were just barely, it was like, I had like a three, four and like a 1260 SAT. So like three, four unweighted, which for you guys who are familiar, that's like, okay. That's like good, I guess, but not like you know, I wouldn't get into these schools if it wasn't for baseball. And I also never really liked putting in a too much effort into class into school, unless it was the, like the class that I really liked. Like once high school started, man, I was like, my, my transcript was weird. I'd get like an A, A plus in like, you know, his, uh, some American history. We had a cool class. I love that class or like current events type class. I'd love that stuff. Filmmaking, obviously I would, or like, you know, digital media, I would kill it. Like, I just would love that stuff. Even to this, even last year at Bridgeton, same thing. Like, and then, you know, you'd look at like a geometry, I, I failed or had like a D, like a barely passing D. And just cause I just didn't put any effort. It wasn't cause I wasn't capable of it. I just like, it would give me a headache. So I would just go do either work that I was interested in or and then just skip that work or just focus on making videos, making content and trying to grow my social medias. So that was kind of what high school looked like for me. Beginning of high school was like Madden mobile. And uh, I was, you know, got up to like 2000 subscribers on YouTube, which was awesome. I would like live stream and stuff. I have like 30 people in there, which is cool. Like as a 15 year old, that, that, that was kind of my escape, I guess. Yes, but it kind of goes back to even me being like 10 years old in, in my quote unquote escape or whatever, like my passion, my hobby, whatever you want to call it was always filmmaking, movie making, but really it was just like me and I movie filming videos, of my cat, but it was just something that gave me energy. And this is something I try to tell the people who are like getting into social media and stuff. Like you can't just do it because you, you, it comes with followers or like views and stuff, which is amazing. And that's crazy. But like, even if it wasn't for social media, I would be making movies. So I'm just, I'm just blessed that this was my passion. And my passion is one of the, like, is a really highly rewarded thing nowadays. Like, you know, YouTubers is a, you know, one of the most wanted jobs in the world or whatever. So I just got lucky that my passion making videos kind of coincides with this whole social media revolution type thing. But man, yeah, there's, I'm not saying it's, it's wrong to go chase views and chase numbers. I obviously do, but I feel like I, I try to keep this this creative integrity, I guess. I don't really know, you know, because my thing is I, I make stuff about baseball. So let me, I'm kind of rambling a little bit. Hopefully whoever's, if anyone's listening to this, hopefully you don't really mind me just going all over the place. But yeah, so go back to recruiting. Sorry, out of high school, I uh, had a really shitty year. I was like really depressed. It was like senior year of high school. I was graduating high school. Me and my girlfriend just broke up. Um, and it was like a mutual thing, but we just had dating for so long. And it was kind of like so many things were just like changing. And I, I had like a four or nine ERA in like sophomore year. I had like a 0.5, like I had like really good stats. And then junior year, we obviously got canceled because of COVID. So COVID threw a whole loop into everything. Um, and then, then kind of, that's when I started making content and stuff about baseball, um, on my road to 90. So if you guys know my road to 90, that's like, what well, was my big thing? So off season going into uh, senior year, 
up to like 84, nothing crazy again. Like I just couldn't break that barrier. Um, and I hadn't grown anymore. I was still, still like five eleven, six foot, you know, 180, 185 and not a crazy freak athlete or anything. I'm like an average athlete, a little above average, maybe just cause of like sheer, just willpower and the, like just trying to put in numbers in the gym and, and get better every day. So anyway, all that to say senior year, I didn't love my offers. It was like Stonehill, which is actually now a D one, but they were D two at the time and they gave me a little money, but I just wasn't really excited about it. You know, I just was, I couldn't really put my finger on why it just wasn't like something I could see myself at, you know, whatever see yourself at means. But you know, people were like looking at schools. You're like, I can't see myself here. It was, that's how I felt. And then American international, just the D2 program, uh, then schools like, you know, Babson, UMass, Boston, UMass, Dartmouth, uh, Husson, like, you know, D3s, D2s around my area. And then a couple D1, like maybe walk on spots if I wanted to pursue that. But, um, I just, you know, if, if the coach was like, Hey, like we got a spot for you, but blah, blah, blah. I was just took that as I wasn't really wanted. So I was like, I don't really want to go there. So like a good example would have been like a Fairfield or whatever. Like, I think I honestly probably only Fairfield senior year was a school that showed me an interest. And I was just like, ah, I don't really want to go somewhere where I'm not really wanted. And I also couldn't see myself there. I didn't know why. I just couldn't. Um, So that leads to me deciding in March of 2021 to do a post-grad year at a school called Bridgeton Academy in Maine. Uh, place is amazing. So that summer was a big transformative phase for me. Like, you know, I, I was actually in pretty good shape. I was training. I was up to like 85 with this team called the Main Lightning. And I, I reclassed. So I was a 2022, getting some cool offers, some cool looks, like, you know, cooler schools, schools that I was a little more interested in, like a Rollins in Florida, which was sweet. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. Like a, I think Belmont Abbey, which is a good D2. I think that might have been when I was uh, the summer before, before I reclassed. Anyway. Uh, all that to say, I was in fall ball for Bridgeton. I started getting some interest, some looks, some schools I, I could make a decision on. And Azusa Pacific, actually, let me take a step back. In August of 2021, we went on like a family vacation to California. And I was like, oh man, I want to go to school here. Like this excites me. Southern California, LA, San Diego. This, this, these places are exciting, man. Like the weather's nice. People are making content. This is when I was like, I want to be like, I want to make social media stuff. Um, and just the energy kind of excited me. People who are just like more, you know, not, not that I, people in new England are like assholes or anything, but like California was more like, you know, college kids laid back, like we're and then you got your, your grinders who kids just want to work hard, make cool videos, make cool movies. And then you got your other like college type kids. I never really fit in with the college kids, but like I can appreciate if someone who just wants to like hang out and party, whatever, like I just wanted to kind of like people who weren't super judged, weren't super judgmental, whatever. Um, not that I really couldn't find that in New England, but I just liked that. It was just something I liked about California or a vibe that I picked up. So I was like, I like California and I want to make YouTube videos and make social media content and, and have a podcast. So I was like, LA, that seems like a good spot. Let me look at every single school in LA, D2, D3, JUCO, NAI, D1, didn't matter. I was just looking at every single school I possibly could. Um, and I, I, I stumbled upon a few that gave me like emails back, but the one uh, that actually gave me any interest at all was Azusa Pacific University, like a top 25 D2 in the country. So a really good program. Um, but that wasn't even from an email. I don't even think they answered my emails. I definitely sent them some, but they didn't. So I was at a um, the showcase or a tournament for a league called showcase league. It was like our, our prep school Bridgeton was playing in this league at a tiny school in Massachusetts called Gordon college. And, um, yeah. So the coach came up to me after the game. I was like 82, 84, had like six strikeouts in three innings. I had like a really good game. Uh, I was just throwing strikes, curveball, off speed, whatever. Um, and he goes, Hey, like you're interested in, in Gordon college. Like, you know, thousand people are here. It's in nowhere in Massachusetts and a tiny D three. And I was like, 
not necessarily, but you never know. Like polite. And he goes, well, where are you interested in? And I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking Southern California. Like I, I really want to play baseball or go to school in Southern California. He goes, I think I got a buddy. I, he's like, I can't, I don't even know if I remember his name, but I got a buddy in my contact list. Let me, let me reach out to him. He's, he's a D2, D2 in California. I'm sure you probably have heard of it. I don't know where in California it is, but blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I'll get you in contact with him. Here's my number, whatever. Reach out and he'll give you a call. And I was like, okay, cool. Like that's awesome. And then three days later, coach Svogdis from Azusa Pacific gives me a call. He's like, Hey Dan, we love lefties in blah, blah, blah. Like, do you, you know, are you interested in coming out and checking out the school? And I was like, yes. And then it turns out that coach went to Bridgeton Academy, the school in Maine. That coach went to the school in Maine that I was at in like 1984 or something. And I was like, it was just such a weird connection. One of those things that's just like, whoa, are we living in a simulation? Like it was just one of those things that was super weird. So I went out and visited a couple weeks later, committed. I was like, yep, I'm a Zuzu, I'm a Cougar, Azusa Pacific Cougar. Like I'm doing it. They actually had a new coach coming in, Kirk Newenheist, Captain Kirk, if you guys know him, he's, he was in the MLB on the Mets, played with like Justin Taylor and those guys. Um, I think it was in the Brewers too, but yeah, so it, they were switching. So I met both coaches and, and coach Fogg. This was actually going back to new England to Tufts university. Anyway, all that to say, I committed to Azusa. I was pumped, ready to go. So yeah, I was at Bridgen Academy. Uh, I walked on a campus, you know, I was like light then I was like 170, still, you know, whatever throwing 82, 83. And like I said, strikes, I was always like a, a crafty lefty, like a strikes guy. And then yeah, school kind of goes on. I started making game day vlogs and then TikToks here and there, Instagram here and there. I probably had like 2,000, 1,500, 2,000 followers on, on Instagram and then like a couple thousand on YouTube, mostly just from the Madden Mobile days. So like I use the same channel for that. And then um, what, TikTok? I had like 20K on TikTok. Again, like I was actually from COVID when I would make like little meme videos about sports and stuff. So I really hadn't, I had a few like in the pitching community, I had a few, like a little bit of um, like some buddies and a little bit of traction. Like I'd post like my progress pitching, road to 90, like I said, was my big thing, but nothing really that was anything more than a hobby. People just like, oh, Dan's making a YouTube video. The game day vlogs, the guys were super chill about it. You know, some people will probably be kind of weird or douchey about it, but the guys were super chill about it. They loved me in the videos. They knew I put in a lot of effort into it and, you know, they loved watching them after, after every week, they'd be like, oh, when's the game day vlog? And I'd post it and they'd talk in the group chat like, hey, Ryan got his shout out today in the vlog, whatever. They'd post themselves or just send it to the group chat. It was like a team thing and we came really close with each other at, at Bridgeton because we were an all guys school. So like we didn't have shit to do. <laughs> like we literally just hung out and, and worked out and, and eight and, you know, it's literally just bonded. It was, it was a super cool, super unique year. I was obviously, I was a little down bad in the beginning because I was still kind of like, I, I had this thought in my mind, like I wanted to be in California doing stuff. And, you know, it, finally I committed to Azusa. It opened a lot of headspace to me and was just like, okay, let me, um, so now that I'm going to California, I'll be there in whatever, 10 months. Uh, let me start doing, let me start setting myself up for when I go to California. That was kind of my idea. So I was like, I'm going to spend every day doing everything I can to set myself up so that 10 months from now I will be like a, a much better version of myself and whatever ready to, to take on, you know, one of those things. Um, so I started pretty, pretty religiously editing a lot, editing a lot more, taking more care, uh, and making cool vlogs, learning about the, the algorithm and then like what plays on YouTube and especially like thumbnail title, you know, just the whole like concept behind it and the theory behind like, Oh, this thumbnail will do well because it's more engaging. This title will do well. Oh, it makes sure in the first 30 seconds you hook someone in or on TikTok. make sure in the first three seconds, one second, two seconds, someone has, they have a reason to stick around and watch the video. Like why, why am I going to watch this video? So I started watching a ton of YouTubers for guys who are interested. If you were interested in this kind of niche of content creation, check out Colin and Samir, Colin and Samir is probably the best, uh, 
uh, YouTube channel I could recommend for, for content creation. They have like a million subs. They talk all about a, the, the creator economy was something I started to get pretty interested in. Um, but baseball was like my thing. So, uh, you know, September, October, let me think November, December, you know, start posting like road to 90 vlogs. You're okay on YouTube, but I make sure to do it every week. Uh, TikTok, same thing, just posting like training, lifting, um, you know, I don't even think I was doing like stories or anything or like baseball news, anything that I was still doing about like either me or my training or like clips from the vlogs of my buddies doing funny things, whatever, still going like a tiny little snail's pace, but like more serious about it, more invested in it and more like, just give me some time. Like I, people would be like, maybe chirping a little bit, uh, like, Oh, you don't, you don't need videos or whatever. Or like, you know, little videos doing lo- low views. But I was like, I know these are getting better. I have a feeling it's going to hit soon. And I was just kind of in my own world, a little bit selfish. Like I was just like, I don't want to hear anyone's feedback. I'm just going to like lock in or I'm, I'm only going to hear feedback if it's about how I can <laughs> grow my social medias and, you know, reach more people. And also I was training really hard then lifting. I was setting myself up for spring to have a good spring and road to 90 training with Dr. Heenan ATP, which was awesome making content out of that. And then let me think, I think it must've been February, same thing, growing a little bit faster. I started doing February, March. I started doing like me talking to a microphone, this literal microphone I'm using right now, just kind of like, I think I had one about Gardner Webb when Gardner Webb offered me, I forgot to even mention that. So they offered me then like revoked it right away. And I booked the flight and it was like a pain in the ass. I told that story. It got like, you know, 10,000 likes, which was cool. I was like, Oh, okay. Maybe I could start doing like commentary stuff. This is like beginning of March, probably. Then I tell the story of when I was like on Barstool Sports and that was kind of funny and got like whatever, 10,000 views. Um, so I was like, oh, I could start throwing these in with my training videos, maybe, you know, help boost my, my content. I could be like a commentator and also like a player at the same time training, whatever. And then, uh, we had this, this, um, audio lab. So, so you guys know, Joe, Joe Norris was my OG, uh, co-host for the first, like, I, th- I want to say like 15, maybe not that many, 14, 13 episodes. We did one a week from, I think March 26th all the way to, you know, June, something like June. Uh, and then, you know, we started getting busy. I started traveling a little bit. He started working a lot. So we, he hasn't really been, he goes to school in Boston at Suffolk. So it's kind of tough. I didn't want to do it virtual, but anyway, moving back. So Bridgeton March, we had a digital media class, uh, and then we had a podcast casting unit and Joe and I sat next to each other and our, and our teacher was like, Oh guys, like, so today class, we're actually going to check out my little, um, podcast setup. You guys can use it for your podcast when we do it for class. Um, so come check it out. And he come, brings in this room and it's like a dope ass setup. It's like sick. There's like foam pads all over the wall, three microphones. These are like $400 mics. There's two monitors, uh, audio equipment, whatever. It's a table. You kind of sit with someone. You could do like a three person podcast. They have headphones. It was like legit. And there was like a wall to, you know, block off the section and block off sound and good lighting. And I I was like, Joe, what the hell? How did we not know this was here? Because he and I would have been talking... He and I had been talking about doing like a podcast or doing something like that. But I was like, I'd have to bring my mics from home and it'd be kind of weird. And I don't know, like in our dorms, like it didn't make sense. And then it literally fell into my lap that we had a podcast studio on campus and that was fully functional and we can use whenever we wanted. And the campus was tiny. It was like a two minute walk to get to the podcast studio. Granted, it was, you know, Maine, Northern Northwest Maine in the, in the middle of winter. So it was freezing, but it was worth it to go anytime we wanted to go make a podcast. So Joe and I kind of March, middle of March, I started doing some 
stuff uh, with, I was doing like different social media too. I was trying to tell stories about like celebrities and influence and famous people just to see if I could grow. I was called like at Dan, the clone, I think Dan, the clone. Cause I had this idea to start clones, which is a, is a whole other thing that's eventually turned into enjoy the show. So that's all you gotta know. Like my idea to build a meet like a media brand and a podcast connected to the media brand. That, that was my idea since like January and I was working here and there and I was working actually pretty hard on it, but I didn't ever think to combine baseballs. Like why, why did I never think of this? So Joe and I were talking about like life stuff and, you know, motivation and whatever, like, you know, influence and like, you know, grinding and whatever. That was our podcast. And I would just post clips on like this Dan, the clone, um, you know, TikTok page which has like 200 followers, whatever. Uh, and I would talk about like Kanye or something or like, you know what I mean? I'd be like, Kanye grinded, whatever. Um, or something like that. I don't even remember who else I talked about, but yeah. So Joe and I would just talk about different stories about people. It was okay quality, but not great. And eventually I was like, dude, did you see, I remember I, I was sitting in the studio trying to think of ideas to make a video on. And I was like, dude, you see Drew Jones? Like he hit that home run over the overrated chance. Like that was pretty dope. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was sick. Like we started watching. I was like, dude, let's, we should make a video. Like you see people do reaction videos like on a podcast, we should do that right now. And Joe's like, Oh, I guess we, yeah, I guess we could. And I was like, yeah, I, I mean, if it's good, I'll post it on, on DSAR and my normal page. And yeah, we'll just, I mean, we'll see what it does. And I posted it and it kind of like, it was a it was an okay clip, like engaging. It was a cool, it was a hot topic, whatever. And we were just using our phones to record like our, our faces and then like the actual good audio um, from the mic. So it looked kind of okay, legit. Like we were in a studio, but you know, it was whatever the content, like the actual piece of content was good. So we film it. Uh, I'm like, Oh, look at this. We kind of re reenacted like what it was actually like me showing him the clip, like where he was just, I was just like, Joe's like pretend we're reacting to this clip and he'd be like, all right, whatever. And that clipped it like 70,000 views, whatever, 12,000 likes or something like that. It's weird how I kind of remember the specific. Cause I just remember being so hyper aware of like how well my stuff was doing. So yeah. Um, uh, I guess we posted that and I was like, Oh, this is like, Hmm. Podcast. Interesting. Okay. And then we had like March break, spring break. I went to California again with my mom. Uh, I visited Azusa, went to San Francisco, got a little more inspired, met up with, uh, Steven Kinez who does YouTube stuff. You guys have probably seen him. He does like vlogs and stuff. He's 75 K on YouTube, Hunter and Kevon who are like OGs baseball YouTuber guys. So they did like, you know, baseball stereotypes and those kind of things. So I met up with them at a field, uh, just to film some skits and stuff. Cause I'd just been DMing with Steven for the last like year, just being like, bro, how do you edit this? Or like, what do you do? I just always constantly asking questions and stuff because there weren't too many of us like in, in the, the same boat like making content and um, you know like putting ourselves out there and about baseball so we met about this field and it was really inspiring I remember I was at like 4,000 followers it was like March 12th 13th 14th whatever and I'm like oh man Kevon's at 9k that's a lot oh he's got 200k on TikTok damn or Hunter's got like 15k on Instagram, 14k. I was like, dude. And then Steven's got like 30k, and I'm like, oh my god. Like, I feel in, in social media terms, I feel like minuscule compared to these guys. So I was like, oh, this is so awesome, and they do awesome stuff. Not to take anything away from them, but um, yeah. And I was just, I, I didn't see it. At, it was actually inspiring because like they were human beings, but also like, oh, I was like, man, I don't know if I can get to that point soon. Like this, this sucks. They had to grind really hard for this, and oh man. Um, and a lot of it came with time. And I was like, man, I want this now. But it was inspiring, like I say, the human beings thing. Like, they're also just dudes like me. So I was like, oh, they're just dudes uh, who make videos and are pretty good at it. So that's what was inspiring. So I kind of just, like, buckled down. And then Joe and I get back onto campus at Bridgeton. Uh, we start, like, 
spring practices and stuff for, for baseball that's ramping up. And then we started making podcast clips. And I, again, it was just clips. We didn't do actually like a full podcast for the first couple of weeks. I would just find a current event. Like I think something about, you know, Jacob deGrom's velo transformation throughout the years, someone tweeted something. And I, I was like, Joe, did you see that? Blah, blah, blah. Like he deGrom hit, hit 97 this year and he never hit more than 94 his first year, whatever stuff like that. 30 second clips like to mimic. It was actually from a podcast. Again, I don't even think we were using cameras at that point. Uh, I was thinking I was, maybe I was using camera on me cause I had one little uh, Sony camera and then Joe's phone on him. And then eventually I was like, dude, we should film like a legit like episode. Like we should film like a got podcast, disarm page. Like I get like 2000 views of video. Not even like, it, it's not going to blow. Like I, if it's, if it, if it flops, it flops, whatever. Like I'm still only at like 4,000 subs. Um, you know, it's, it's cool to experiment. And I was pretty high on the idea of like, I think this could work. I think a podcast is cool. And I always wanted to have a podcast like that I did weekly or whatever, or, you know, something like that. So we filmed the first episode, uh, like nine o'clock one night, uh, night before a game we had the next day, it was like a Friday night. So we had nothing to do, uh, cause we couldn't leave campus cause we had a game the next day and, uh, or a scrimmage or something the next day. Anyway, it must've been a scrimmage. Nah, I, no, I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, so we film it. I'm, I'm filming with his phone on him again and I'm using my camera on me and film like 40 minutes. And I was like, man, that actually went really well. I'm like getting pretty pumped to edit this. So I filmed it in GarageBand, or I filmed the audio in GarageBand. Video came out great. I'm like, okay, it looks really high quality. I saved uh, the audio, exit the GarageBand, delete it for some reason. I was like, I don't need to keep it on. The-. It was like a public computer. I didn't need to keep it on there. And I export it to my computer. And then I just hear during the audio, the audio starts and I'm like, Hey, what's up guys? And I sure click, 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 click. GarageBand had a metronome feature for like guys who are playing guitar or something to keep them like on, on pace. And I forgot to fucking turn it off. So the whole audio, I couldn't do anything about it. It just goes click, click, click for 40 minutes. And I was, and I, I did everything I could. Like I was like so mad at myself because I didn't save it. And I was like, I just thought I could delete it. And the whole episode was scratched. I don't remember a word that was said during that episode. I probably deleted the, the, even the shitty audio. Cause I was like, I don't want to hear this ever again. So I deleted it. Uh, and I was pissed. I remember like going out in the hall and just being like, fuck, like, damn it. What the hell? I'm, I'm so stupid. Um, and then funny enough, I was, uh, so I went home on Sunday after our game on Saturday, I went home and I was like, I'm gonna get my, I have a, ba- I have another camera. So I got my other camera and I'm like, Joe, let's do it. Let's just do it right. I'm not going to ma- mess up again, whatever. So we film again, film, um, the whole podcast. And I was like, let's keep this one a little shorter. 40 minutes was kind of long. Let's do like 20 minutes, cover events, make it quick, quick, quick. And then the first episode was called like the truth about D one, D two, D three. A lot of you guys probably, that was your first introduction on my content. Cause we had some clips that go crazy. Some of them had like 400,000 views. And it was like me and Joe being like, I think any, a lot of D twos can compete with D ones and people would get pissed off. Like, Oh no, like, you no. Know, and I'd, I'd be like, well, I don't know. I'm just like, that's an opinion. And then Joe would be like, no, I think there's D twos that would squash D threes or D one. Sorry. And he would, we would say like, he would say like really provocative things and I'd be more like, well, I don't know, but it made a really good like back and forth. Cause I'd be like, Joe, no way. And he'd be like, yes. I remember one, he is like 97 miles an hour is overrated. And I'm like 97. And he goes, yeah, dude, if it's flat, yeah, you can hit that. I'm like, no, no, I don't think so. Like I, you know, and it was a funny clip and I think even we reposted that one the other day on the enjoy the show page. Cause I just thought that clip was so funny. Anyway, those clips did really well. The first episode of the podcast got more views than any of my game day vlogs or had been getting, uh, before or any of my training vlogs. So I was like, Oh, like this, this is, this is the content. Cause there wasn't a lot of baseball podcasts. I cut the camera back and forth a lot. Um, so I was like, man, yeah. And we're young. We we're like 19. So I was like, dude, this is Yes. So I started doing weekly podcasts every Sunday. I'd release it. 
17 to 24 minutes maybe the first five episodes i don't think we had a guest on it was just me and joe talking about random stuff i try to get like a good thumbnail a good title and they slowly started ticking up in views and then we started getting a couple guests reaching out a couple cool paul gervais i think was my first my first guest he was actually drafted by the mets this year but he was the the closer at lsu had a crazy story he went from like d3 to juco to d1 went from 83 to 97 so that was a great thumbnail like a good title by thumbnail i mean like the picture you see on youtube so like that's really big on like engaging people and saying like oh why should i click on this video oh it looks like an engaging story. The title's cool. Okay, click. So that was something that I learned over time. But yeah, the Paul Gervais story was was sick. So I, I did the podcast on that. And then stuff just started taking off a little bit, getting more views, um, getting more followers. Like I post cl- two clips a day on TikTok, two clips a day on YouTube. I think in like a month, I doubled my TikTok from like 30 to 60K. In a month, I got from... Uh, must have been like 4k to 9k on Instagram. So I was like, Oh, this is working. I'm going to double down on this. So for the rest of my time at Bridgeton, every Wednesday I'd post a game day vlog and that would do okay. Like three to 5,000 views probably, but I was like getting more subs and, and it was, there were better videos. I knew there were better videos. I knew like they they're going to be there forever. So I could always go back and look at these videos and just even, at the very least be nostalgic and something like that. So I was like, this is cool for me. And then the podcast was like help with growth. And I got clips out of that. I'd post every twice a day on TikTok, probably like, you know, 12 to 14 clips a week of, you know, eight of which, which would be like a podcast highlight. And then four or five or six would be like game day vlog clips or like pitching highlights or voiceover. I remember I did like, I did like uh, roasting my outing, roasting my bullpen, stuff like that. Again, on like the voiceover theme. And then, yeah, so I guess we're at, you know, end of Bridgeton. Joe and I are all sad because we're leaving. We're trying to plan Boston. Well, our new studio ended up being in Boston. So we're trying to plan that. We're like, you know, cause my dad actually works at Boston university he teaches there. So we're like, I think we could use this studio. We're planning out days and stuff. And my social media is at like, you know, probably, I was already like 15,000 on Instagram, which, you know, was great in the baseball world. Like there's not too many people who are at that much. And I was like, this is awesome. This is, this is all I've ever wanted. So I'm going to double down, triple down on it. YouTube was at like seven K, which was great. Like, cause then, you know, I post a video and it automatically is going to at least get a decent amount of views. Hopefully, you know, for me, it will get more than what I used to get. And then yeah, TikTok, same thing. I was like 70 can TikTok. Like TikTok was the one that was working the best. So and I've been rambling for a while. Sorry guys. So the, the rest of the story pretty much is that June hits Joe and I are filming our podcast. Uh, we did our new studio and then Lance McCullers reaches out, which is a big thing I emphasize in the video. I'll, I'll again, plug the video with the most important DM of my life. So Lance reached or Lance followed me. I reached out to him, got him on the podcast that helped with like legitimacy and every so much. I got most views I gotten on my channel at that point, probably got like 10 K in the first few weeks, you know, and like I said, legitimacy, credibility, like someone sees that and they're like, Oh, who are these kids? Oh, they're interviewing MLB. Play? Oh, cool. And Lance really just, he just messed with the content. He just liked it. And you know, we saw that we were young and working hard and doing stuff that was good for baseball he thought and yeah so like i met him at a, at the red sox game he's like oh he's like come say what's up to me after the game and he's like yeah tomorrow i'll, I'll do the podcast it's, and it was only five minutes from like a walk from fenway so we did it and that was great and then from there i was just like okay this is i'm treating this as a full-time job next week i do like a testing pocket radar for stalker video like the radar so i was like i want this one to do well and it didn't do that well next one after that i do an interview with these guys called cs99 tv pricing they do like you know different types of cool like challenges on on tiktok and stuff and that video just flopped and I was like damn like I'm back to square one like I thought that idea was great and it just flopped and I was like man I guess I need to go back so that kind of put me on my ass a little bit and I just put even more fire under my ass I guess and I started going all in I, I I got a sponsor clean fuego to send me to to um 
the all-star game. That's when I met up with Leo. So you guys may have seen Leo on my Instagram or whatever. He's my head of operations. I call him enjoy the show. He's also just a really good friend of mine who lives in LA and he helps a lot of the back end stuff. He posts everything on enjoy the show content. So like I'll send him a clip or he'll get clips from our team. So, you know, we have our community guys. So he just collabs with them to grow that page, answers DMS, reaches out to brands, tries to get money to sponsor stuff, whatever. So yeah, it's been great, man. And since then we've just kind of like slowly, but surely, you know, to timestamp or to stamp this now I'm at, um, TikTok like 105 K, which is awesome. YouTube 27 K and then Instagram 33.3 K I believe. So great. Like that's, that's amazing. I, 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 you know, I'm not making money really. <laughs> like I'm not every month, all the money I spend goes right back into like, you say we went to Arizona to film with Drew Jones. So I did the podcast with him, filmed with Sim and momentum and those guys and then filmed with Reggie Crawford. So that all those three videos came out like back to back to back weeks. And the way we were able to pay for that trip, we drove there, but you know, I got a couple sponsors just for ad reads in the video, get whatever, three, 400 bucks from them, scrounge together 1200 and then, okay, good. We got a hotel booked food, just enough to not, not even break even just enough to like, I only got to go barely out of my pocket to to make the trip happen. And that's worth it to me because that drew video has 37,000 views and that's amazing. That grew my channel and that helped again, legitimacy, credibility, just trying to grow uh, my name and just see me as someone who is really taking this seriously and wants to like my, my long-term plan Sometimes people have asked me this, but I think about it a lot. My, my long-term plan is I want to host the biggest sports podcast in the world. Um, just like the, I just want to sit down like pivot podcasts. Like they, there's two, three guys sit down with a big guy and mostly NFL, but they also do some basketball, some, you know, I've done like Kevin Hart and stuff, but like someone in, in, in media and sports, I want to start with sports. I want to obviously start with baseball. I want to be the biggest podcast and, and show in baseball. I'll call it a show, biggest show in baseball, you know, get it, enjoy the show. And, um, I just want to be able to like make a business out of that. Like I want to talk to, I want to tell stories or have players tell stories of like, you know, intimately in a 30, 60 minute conversation. So like, Hey, you know, uh, Tyler glass now, Hey, CC Sabathia. Hey, Rob Manfred. Like, think about that. Imagine getting Ma- Rob Manfred on a podcast. That'd be iconic. But yeah, like I, that's just kind of my whole plan. I want to just be like every week is like, Oh bro, they got, they got Aaron judge this week. Holy shit. Enjoy the show. Got Aaron judge. Like I got to listen to that. Boom. It pops off on YouTube. Gets our whole social media boosts up, whatever. And then more views we get, maybe get some sponsors. And that's like where the business comes out of it. Maybe sell merch. We got, actually we do have some merch coming up and some uh, actually, I won't, I won't spoil that, but we do may have some merch coming out. If anyone's listening up to this point, we're working on some t-shirts and stuff. That'll be high quality. We'll make sure they're good. That's why we took so long on it. Um, it just, we want it to be good and stuff. I don't want to just like, you know, I don't want to just like spend, like make something just to make something. Just be like, oh, I have X amount of followers. I could probably get a thousand bucks from this. Let me just get a thousand. But like, I wanted you guys and, and me to have like an actual, like, you know, you guys are a part of the content and part of the journey just as much as I am living the journey. Um, so if you guys are, you know, looking for someone to root for, uh, you know, I'm, I'm available for, for being rooted for. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause like literally like I, I dropped and Oh God, I forgot to even tell you guys about Azusa. So I'm not playing baseball at Azusa anymore. Um, you know, I moved to California, which is what I was alluding to in the beginning. I moved to California and was like, dude, school. No, like, no, I, I want to make YouTube videos and TikToks and stuff started coming my way. Opportunities to go to like Dodgers game, like a brand, like a shock would cover my trip to the Dodgers game. If I made a video and they pay me X amount of money, like that's really cool. And I was like, Oh, but I'd have to skip school for it. But I was like, obviously I'm skipping school for that. I got to go to that. And my mom would be like, all right, fine, but you got to make up your work. And what she didn't know, I just, I wasn't, I just wasn't going to classes. Like I just, I was like, dude, I was just working. I would wake up every day, edit videos, you know, plan videos, plan trips. And I was just like, this is, this is, I'm wasting people's money. So I was just, I dropped 
dropped out of, out of school and I'm going to LA film school. So I transferred whatever credits I had. If I don't think I had any, whatever money was spent, I just transferred it to LA film school. I'm doing like school there online stuff. It's, it's more just like just to keep a foot into school, make sure I'm like still getting an education. But, uh, like I know what my, my real priority is and you know, I'm building a business is what I think of it as, but it starts with, you know, media and content. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where I'm at now. That was a long me rambling. I didn't know I could talk for that long alone. Good for me. But I guess it's because it's about me and I'm just like, you know, super egotistical. But um, nah, I'm just messing. But yeah, I don't know, man. I appreciate all you guys supporting me. I guess that's pretty much the story. I know I kind of rushed through summer and, 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 you know, whatever, fall and stuff. If you guys have any questions, let me know. But I probably won't have questions. But again, this is more just so I can like kind of timestamp where I'm at today, November 16th, 2022. And then, oh, like I said, I want to have the biggest podcast in sports, but I, I want to have the biggest, I want to host the biggest podcast in, in culture and in media. Like Joe Rogan, how he has a new cool, awesome person every single episode, like three episodes a week, someone who just, he's super interested in and he has a, the person has a big fan base and wants to see them talk for three hours about their story. That's what I want to do. I want to facilitate that and then grow a brand around that show. Cause I just think it's, there's so much value in long form media, just hearing someone's story, hearing what they had to go through, learning who they are. Cause it's hard to just like know who Mike Trout is through like a five minute locker room interview with 20 people's cameras in his face. You know what I mean? Like I want to sit down with Mike Trout and just be like, dude, so like, who are you? Like, what's your story? Like why, why people root for you because you're good at baseball, but why should they root for you? Like, what are the reasons, you know? Oh, you're like, you have a kid and you have a good family. Oh, you, you worked really hard and you're from New Jersey or whatever. Like you, you grinded your whole life for this. Like, oh man, that's even more reason. And then someone listens to it and is like, dude, Mike tried to scan a, a real fan, not just someone who's a fan of his, his, his play, but someone who's a fan of him, the person, cause he's a great person or whatever. Like I'm Mike Trout's a good example. Cause he's someone who I like, I've never seen much media on him at all, even though he's like literally one of the greatest if not the greatest baseball player ever like stuff like that which is like how is how is there only like one podcast out there of that guy who's you know so many people look up to. So I'd, I'd rather, I'd want to be the person facilitating those conversations. And I, I'm just naturally super curious about people and people's stories. So I, that's why I like telling stories on my TikTok and Instagram, YouTube, whatever about baseball. And yeah, so that's my long-term plan, you know, be the host of the biggest show in like media and culture, talk to freaking Kendrick Lamar the next week, Charlie D'Amelio. And then next week, you know, I don't know. Shaq. You know what I mean? And the reason I'd say like someone like Charlie and Kendrick and shit, like it's just three people from completely different, like, Oh shit. Hey, my mic from completely different fields. That's just like, wow. And then maybe someone who has a certain opinion about, you know, like a Charlie D'Amelio that talked for like an hour with her and people were like, Oh, she's actually kind of cool. And wow, she works really hard. Whatever. Shaq, same thing. If someone doesn't like Shaq and I, whatever, I mean, he has a lot of podcasts out, but someone like that where it's like, you really learn who this person is and why you should root for them. And they can p- promote whatever they want to promote. If they're in a movie, if they're in a show or if they have a book release, whatever, that's the reason why people go on podcasts a lot. Um, yeah. So that's my long term. Maybe you guys can help me make that happen. But right now it's the, uh, Biggest show in baseball. That's what I want. Be the biggest creator in baseball. Make the biggest show in baseball. And I'm you're damn right. I'm working every day to make, make that a possibility. So, yeah. But if anyone listened to this, man, I, this whole thing, you're 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 a beast. Um, I can't tell if I was talking too fast, maybe messed up, stuttered, whatever. Um, I'm getting trying to get better at this. And, you know, it's kind of weird doing this alone. But, yeah, hit me up. DM me on Instagram. DM me just like if you'd watch this, if you listen to this whole thing, if you listen to this whole thing, just reach out and say, Hey, I listened to this whole thing. It sucked or it was good, whatever. Just say, I just want to know if anyone actually 
you know, this retained people's information. And if you were interested in the story, if you have any questions, hit me up on Instagram at DSARMYT. I'll probably do a couple updates like this in the next year or so. Cause I just like updating and kind of timestamping where I'm at and might as well just make it public. So everyone else can see it. So yeah, that's my story up until this point. Um, in some, I pretty much went from someone who wanted to make content and make videos and love making videos to a guy who still wants to make content and make videos and always loved baseball and still loves baseball and wants to make content about baseball. So yeah, thank you guys so much for supporting. I'm going to stop talking now. See you guys in the next one. Make sure to check out the YouTube video once again, the, the most important DM of my life. And yes, okay, cool. Love you guys. Thank you so much again. That's it. Peace. Hit a pen, I pull up heavy in the layout on a Eddie. I got three rows run the valley. Your new deals, not for belly. Stay that money, I for Perry. I shoot droppers, call me Larry. Then they ain't